to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. to share the word of God. We thank you for your kingdom and your blessing and everything that you have provided for us. We make a choice to receive it this evening. We yield ourselves, spirit, soul, and body for the Holy Ghost to give us understanding and revelation. We expect that this evening, and we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, it looks like an awful lot of things on the paper, which there are. And we won't necessarily be going through of all of them. Some of them will be for your edification and reading, but I'll, I'll uh, speak about that as we go on. Let's start by looking at Psalm 91. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Psalm 91, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 4. The title of our session this evening is The Blessing. Our first session had to do with faithful stewards. Now, as faithful stewards, we want to walk in the blessing of God that he has for us. And at the very end of our session this evening, we may go over a little bit in time. I don't really know if we will or not. But there's something that I want to share with you also that I find well, the way it happened, it's very interesting. Let's put it that way. All right, Psalm 91, here we are. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Does that mean that you and I can abide in that secret place? The answer is absolutely yes. I will say, that's a good definition, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. And that is exactly what he wants you and I to do. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to trust him. He can meet any and every need. He can meet any issue and problem in our lives. He wants us to come to him and trust him. Trust him. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome Noisome pestilence. I like that word, surely. In other words, no question about it. He's not going to have a hard time doing that for you and I. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and the noisome pestilence. In verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and Buckler, his truth. And the word of God is truth, and we thank him for it. Hallelujah. All right, right in the same neighborhood as this one is Psalm 103. Psalm <clears throat> 103. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. And on Psalm 91, when we left off, you can see I have down there, 
say so. Our saying, our speaking is very important in our life, in many areas of our life, of all areas of our life, but certainly in this one having to do with finance as well. Psalm 103. A psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. <clears throat> I'm going to be looking up the definitions of many words as we get going here. But he's speaking about benefits. Some people, when you're working a job, the outfit that you're working in may have benefits for you, where some other businesses may not have benefits. <clears throat> but we definitely got benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine inequities, who healeth all thy diseases. What does that mean if we mess up in Tuesday and Wednesday? He's still going to love us? He's still going to work with us? The answer to that is yes, absolutely. Who forgiveth all thy inequities, and who healeth all thy diseases. <clears throat> who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Look that one up. <clears throat> who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Uh, when people come in, we do have handouts here in the front so you can uh, you can get them. And if you see somebody else come in a little later, let them know about that as well. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Sounds like he's very good to us. Very good. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. <clears throat> Anybody looking for renewed health? Renewed life? Absolutely. Oh, well, this is a promise in the Word of God. It's no different than any of the other ones. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise God for that. And on this one, Psalm 103, we just went through, have a similar thing written on the right there. Speak God's word. Again, this is what you and I have to do. It's our benefit when we do it. So when I say we have to do, we need to do that if we want to walk in all that he has for us. <clears throat> so speaking God's word. Oh, my goodness. I got it on. I thought I had it on low enough that. And the alarm goes off later, but I guess I won't worry about the alarm. All right, this next section, I'm saying information on the use of Bible words. The words we're referring to is bless and blessing. And I think we'll find this rather interesting. <clears throat> the word bless is found 117 times. 108 of them are in the Old Testament. And nine of them are in the New Testament. 
And when it comes to the word blessing, blessing is found in 64 verses, 52 of them in the Old Testament, 12 in the New Testament. You notice the New Testament has quite a bit less than the Old Testament. The Old Testament was deeper, longer, and been around a whole lot more. But it doesn't change the fact that you and I have access to and it's available to us to be blessed. That's what his plan is and his purpose in our life. So I found that interesting that it was in there that many times. <clears throat> okay. Let's go to the book of Genesis. That's a good place to start things, is it not? Glory to God. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show, show thee. Now, mentally put ourselves in that situation. He tells us, I want you to Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. Well, it's going to take some confidence to believe that when he's given that instruction. But fortunately, especially in the day and age that we live in, having the benefit of all the Old Testament and the New as well, we've learned that we can trust them. <clears throat> Verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. That goes to everybody in here. God's going to bless you and he wants you to be a blessing. We get blessed ourselves, but then we can be a blessing to other individuals. All right, let me look here. Believe they had. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, Abram had an awful lot of things being said to him here. And blessings, if you will. The Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy father's house, the kindred, and all that. He's going to make of him a great nation. He will bless them, make his name great. And then in verse 3, I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. So he's got a pretty good computer system. He knows when somebody can be cursing you or doing you wrong, then he'll interject on your behalf. <clears throat> and we need to believe that. It's the blessing of the Lord. Curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all 
families of the earth. Now, that's pretty major. Be blessed. All right. That word all. It means any and every. It means all together. The whole. So it's the whole of it. It's all of it. That's what he's referring to. That's what the blessing is about in our lives. Okay, now let's move on down to the book of Galatians. Get into the New Testament here, son. Galatians chapter 3. In verses 13 to 14. I know I do have them. This particular reference, when we look at it, I have the definitions from some of the words where I found them to be interesting and useful. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Thank God. <clears throat> redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Mm. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So he redeemed us from the curse, and then he became a curse for us. Praise God, he took that. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right, let me look here. That the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles, that through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Promise of the Spirit. You and I have the promise of the Spirit, right? I would say most of us have availed ourselves of that Spirit. He wants us to walk in the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, <clears throat> revealing and relating things to us. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That we might, what? Receive. What's that? <laughs> Pay that man extra. Yes. I didn't even get a chance to ask the question. Well, that's good, but that's exactly what that word is. Now, it's not always, but it certainly is in this case and in others, that we might receive. Lambano means to take and get a hold of. That's exactly what it wants you and I to do. And that's exactly what he wants you and I to do in this area of finances. And let's use another word with a capital A, abundance. Our mindset needs to change. And I have something that I received real recently. 
I ordered it a while ago, but I finally received it. And I'm going to share very little of it at the end of a regular session. And I think some may choke on it, but we'll get there. <clears throat> so Lambano, Ben hit it. <clears throat> All right. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. And that's what he that's what he wants for us. And that's what you and I want to receive and take a hold of. Now, are we walking 100% in it now? Maybe not. Maybe certainly not everybody that comes here. And maybe not any of us right now walking 100% in it. But that's what the Spirit of God is there for us. He'll help us. He'll encourage us. He'll show us. <clears throat> and that's what I'm determined we're going to walk in. Praise God. All right. Let's go to. I don't see another one right there. Let's, let's go to 2 Corinthians. If we're going to 2 Corinthians, there must have necessity to be a first someplace. So. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So we're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 4 through 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. The word mighty means powerful, capable, strong power. I find sometimes the, the definitions, the actual word meaning, in this case in the New Testament, the Greek, it brings points out that I find that help us out. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What's a stronghold? What would you think or say a stronghold is? What's that? Okay, it could be that. Yes, absolutely. What's that? It could be. Yeah, and it could be in the sense of uh, a defensive position or whatever in war, but in the context of what they're looking at and getting at, stronghold could very well be right here. That's what the adversary wants you and I to think and have. Into the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, there's a mouthful in this verse, that's for sure. <clears throat>
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. Uh, let me look at that one real quick. Nothing necessarily different in that word. <clears throat> Against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity to make captive, to lead one away, to bring in captivity. That is exactly the plan of the enemy for you and I. He wants us to become captive, not receiving the word of God, not receiving the grace and all the things we've just read about, but he wants you and I to become captives in the, in the area there. And that's having to do with our mind, majorly speaking. Our spirit, man, is born again. Thank God for that. Our spirit, spirit man can sense things and reveal things to us. But the adversary's plan, he wants to bring us in the captivity. Bring in the captivity every thought. I believe this one. <clears throat> a perception, a disposition, a mind, a thought. That that which thinks of the mind and thoughts. And noemer is the word that I remember quite a while ago we used that in a different situation. But again, I find the def definitions of these words can help us receive more than just glancing over and reading it sometimes. Not all the time, but many times. <clears throat> Bring in the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Obedience? What might you think that word means? I know you know what obedience means. That means when you were playing around school and teachers said, shut up and sit down. Well, if you didn't want that report to go home badly, you were going to shut up and sit down. <clears throat> Some of us, I won't say who, some of us may have disrupted classes before. <laughs> I wasn't looking. <laughs> I say some of us. All right, which one was I on here? Okay, the fifth verse again. <clears throat> Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And that's something that you and I have a choice to do every day of our life. Absolutely, every day of our life. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us, to encourage us, to yield that, to yield to that. <clears throat> All right, let's go to Joshua 1.8. <laughs> Joshua is a very, well, he's a very interesting individual, but there's many others in the Bible as well, but. All right, so Joshua 1. 
Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And this one, I know we have the definition of many words in here. It'll help us. We'll just read it through first. This book of the law shall not depart out of your library. Book you bring to church on Sunday, maybe. No, very clear. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Again, you and I saying things. I mean, it's replete in the Old and the New Testament, the importance of it. Confession. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So then it sounds to me like we might have something to do that we have to do to walk in this blessing. And the answer is absolutely yes. But keeping in mind his will, his plan, he wants everybody on this planet to be born again. Will everybody on this planet be born again? Quite possibly not. But it's not because they won't have a chance. And he wants us all to live in health because he's already paid for it. And when it comes to the blessing, the exact same thing. Do you believe God has got enough to make, well, let's just take it easy, make it an easy one. Do you think God has got enough to make everybody in here a millionaire? Yes. I would say thousands of times over. If, if not more than that. And we're going to see some of this a little later on. <clears throat> All right, let me get some of the definitions in this one. Joshua chapter 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Uh, I must want this one right here. The mouth, particularly speech, A portion, sound, spoken, talk, two-edged sword. This all has to do with that. All right. He says, but thou shalt meditate. Now, does meditate mean you just hold your fingers a certain way in the side of your head? And whatever. It made us some people. If that's what they've known and learned, that certainly doesn't mean it's got anything to do with the Bible meditation. All right, but thou shalt meditate. He didn't say levitate, he said meditates. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Ben, you're up. You answered the last one, so but you don't have to wait for Ben to answer. If you've got a some input, just go ahead and do it. <clears throat> and meditate. Give me something you think that that might mean. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Those are Jesus and God thoughts when He's constantly on our mind. Past that when we're okay. That's fine. Mary, you got one you say? It it actually means to marvel, but Charlotte said the cross means to admire. Because even if it's just five. Have you ever read the Bible before and looked any things <laughs> up or what? So. She's hitting right on. And there's a reason why we're doing this. These are, <clears throat> these are words, English words, for you and I to read somebody else's Bible may be worded differently. But the meaning of these words, I think, helps us to see what it's saying. All right, let me... Uh, does somebody else want to share something on that? Okay. Here we go. Meditate. It means to murmur in pleasure or anger, to ponder, hmm, to imagine. That would be the mind, would it not? To meditate, to mutter, to utter, to speak. To talk. Utter and mutter. Brother and sister. Utter and mutter. <clears throat> but that's what this is referring to when it's talking about meditate. In a spirit man. <clears throat> okay. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe Another interesting word. <clears throat> Observe is the word shamar. It means to hedge about. That is to guard, to protect, to attend to, to be aware, to observe, and to watch. All those things are in a part of in the in the root the root of that word. Glory to God. It's observed to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. So your prosperity and my prosperity, do we have something to do with it? Yes. We absolutely do. Absolutely do. And he's there aiding and supporting us and cheering us on. And when we yield in an area, when we uh, get excited in an area, when we have a desire in the area, the Holy Spirit is the one that's bringing that to us and aiding it, aiding us with it. And you know, he wants us to wants to go ahead and act on that. Thou shall make. Means to push forward, to break out, to be profitable, and to prosper. Again, 
These are all definitions of these words that we're looking up. Make thy way prosperous. <clears throat> prosperous to push forward. To break out. It's not like you're in a jail and you're breaking out. We want to, we want to break out of whatever we're in now to go on for more. Mightily be profitable to be prospering. Again, you see, we just read a couple of these words. I know it, but it was a different English word we was there. And now we're reading what the definition of the actual word is. <clears throat> thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. What would you say good success means? Or not just what would you say, in your life, what would good success be? Would you think? Yes. A healthy body. Well, there you go. Praise God. And has he granted that to us? Yes. Absolutely. He wishes that all would be saved and all live in health. Jesus already bore the stripes of every kind of everything that is already there. So it's in a sense it's bought and paid for. He wants you and I to partake of us. That is his will. Glory to God. Make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I want to look that word up. It's saying prosper again. To have good success. To understand wisdom. Isn't that interesting in the situation? To understand wisdom. To consider and make wise decisions. We're going to prosper. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Okay, the next section. Uh, I shared this because I recently uh, heard it from Brother Copeland. I think I've shared before. I happen to be an early morning person. Uh, and so... On the Roku, there's all kinds of ministries on there, and so I watch Kenneth Copeland quite a bit, watch Bill Winston quite a bit, and there's, I mean, they're on there 24 hours a day now. Kenneth Copeland has made that program for that reason, and every minister that's on there that I have seen is a word of faith person, and you know how much costs them to be on there? Absolutely nothing. Kenneth Hagin underwrites the entire, excuse me, Kenneth Hagin. Well, he would do it if he was still here. But <laughs> Brother Copeland is the one that's doing it right now. Uh, and it's a blessing to many, many people. All right, so in, in one of his programs recently, I can't give you the dates, but this, this is what he shared. <clears throat> he said, the Holy Spirit told him, meaning the Spirit of God is speaking to Brother Copeland, and told him, every time you use these words, bless, all blessing, which we have been talking about this evening, write them out in all caps. You know what caps is? Top of your page, you get the word blessing in caps. Now, there really was not much more 
said than that when he when he mentioned that. Uh, but I sort of hooked onto it. I could see. I mean, I don't know exactly what he was getting specifically out of it by the Holy Spirit because he didn't elucidate any more than that. Uh, but I picked up one and I found that to be very interesting. So, <clears throat> all right, the next section. Uh, well, let me just, you can follow along and read what I have here. The following Bible references are for your understanding and edification. I encourage you to take the time to read these and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. And so I didn't, I didn't put them down on the page like this, and, and, and it's the ones that are right below that. I believe there's 10 of them. I didn't have an intention of going through all those this evening, but they're ones that I'm encouraging you. Doesn't have to be tonight, doesn't have to be tomorrow, whenever you do, but you do have a handout. I encourage you to go ahead and read those, and then allow the Holy Spirit to show you whatever he needs to show you and wants to show you in that area. Now you can... You can understand that the Holy Spirit, you take any one of those verses, 2 Corinthians 2, 1 to 3. Uh, the Holy Spirit would show something to you that's going to fit in your life right now and what you need, and it might be something another individual gets. They're still in their life. They're still in some place, but they may see something a little different from that. And why? Because that's what... They need her. That's how they see it. And so we have, to, we have to believe that. The Holy Spirit can minister to us exactly for who we are and wants to do it. It's only when we ignore them, if I can say that, or don't pay attention, don't give them any entrance, well, then we're not going to get it. So, <clears throat> All right, so all those there uh, are ones for that, for that specific reason for you to look at afterwards. <clears throat> the bottom section your spirit gives light to your mind we have a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body our spirit man is the preeminent one why because that is the Holy Spirit in us enabling us Revealing things to us and all. So in saying is your spirit gives light to your mind. A mind, if you will, is like a little computer up there on the way he, he programmed us with all this stuff. <clears throat> but our spirit is the Holy Spirit within us. So that spirit man is going to give light to your mind, to your ability to your ability to grasp things and see things in the mental realm. The Spirit gives light to your mind. When you sow a seed, has anybody ever sowed a seed? I'm quite sure we're going to have all hands in here on that one. When you sow a seed, you go from seed-minded to harvest-minded. The Bible does talk about Seed time, does it not? The answer to that is yes. The Bible says seed time in the conjunction and what? Harvest. I mean, individuals, they plant seed because they want to harvest. And this could be purely natural things. 
you want to plant some watermelons this year because you're in flower or whatever. Well, you're going to have to plant watermelon seeds and they will produce after their kind and hopefully you'll get a watermelon. And so it's seed time and harvest. When you sow a seed, you go from seed-minded to harvest-minded. Praise God. And that, and say it this way, we should have an expectation. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I just felt like busting somebody. I sowed some seeds. It's no big deal. It may not be any big deal. But in God's kingdom, it is seed time and harvest. And how are you ever, ever, E-V-A-H, ever, <clears throat> how are you ever going to reach that millionaire status if you don't ever receive a harvest? I mean, we could constantly sow, and it actually wouldn't be like that anyhow, because if you are constantly sowing and you're doing it in line with the Word of God and the kingdom of God, you're going to be getting a harvest. You're going to be getting a harvest. <clears throat> okay, so when you sow a seed, you go from seed-minded to harvest-minded. In other words, you've already sowed the seed. Now I'm looking for the harvest. The last section here. You will receive your portion when you walk in your purpose. Can any remember? And the answer is yes, you should, you should remember. It wasn't it a while back when Pastor Tom was talking about our purpose? The answer is yes. Don't ask me the dates. But I know I was here and I, I remember hearing him minister on that. We have a purpose. We may not know fully what that purpose is right now, but we have a purpose. We're in the kingdom of God, and we're all different, and we all have a place. So you will receive your portion when you walk in your purpose. And God makes that available to all believers as part of his plan and his kingdom. Glory to God. We need a drink of water. <clears throat> There's now a section where I have something I'd like to read to you. I don't think you can necessarily tell <clears throat> from where you're at what this book is about that I'm going to be using. But it's a book, interestingly enough, I sent away the purchase. Well, it's a book and a CD. It's just the book right here. But I sent away to buy this on April Fool's Day. I didn't do it because of April Fool's Day, but it was the first day in April when I sent away for it. And I got it a day ago. Oh. It is. But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Price was very good. All right, here we go. I'm just going to read just a very little here. I think it's only a little over two pages. And then I may say, may say something about the book afterwards. We'll see. <clears throat> Making God's thoughts your thoughts. 
That's what, he, that's what he wants to, that's what he would like to do and accomplish in us. His thoughts become our thoughts. When God first gave me the revelation about the, uh, some people may choke here. It's all right. I got some water here if you need it, so. <clears throat> Very interesting to me, but here we go. When God gave me the revelation about the, that we were talking about millionaires, right? He says, when God gave him the revelation about the B, the B, close, what's that? Bingo, you got it, sweetheart. Billionaire. They say, you're way out there. You think you're going to give me 10 bucks tonight? I'm going to make him a billionaire? When God first gave me the revelation about the billion flow, it startled me. And I asked God, the what flow? I'd heard of it, and I could understand the million flow and the anointing to cause millions of dollars to flow into the church. But the billion flow? You're saying the billion flow? I have to admit, that caught me by surprise, even though I had been confessing it. I remember, this, I'm reading this off the individual who wrote this book. I have never confessed the billion flow yet. I have helpers here that are confessing to me the billionaire flow, and I believe God for that. Okay. Uh, God said, I want you to teach on it because I am going to create the billion flow in the body of Christ. Now, is God Almighty ready, able to do that? Absolutely he is. But he needs you and I to communicate with him, and it will take faith. And it goes on. It gets better. <clears throat> I want you to teach on it because I'm going to create the billion flow in the body of Christ. And he wasn't talking of the billion flow just in the terms of money. He also meant a billion flow in terms of healings and miracles. A billion flow in terms of souls getting saved and coming into the kingdom of God. This is what God's thinking about. And this particular individual minister is bringing this to light. He really was talking about the billion flow manifestation of the kingdom of God filling the earth. Now this is the powerful teaching. The foundation scripture I have centered on is Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. You can write that down if you want to keep it for later. I'll certainly share what it's written here anyhow. <clears throat> the foundation scripture I've centered on is Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, it's probably not hard for us to believe that God has thoughts way above what you and I may be thinking about right now. Uh, someone that's manifested just in the last few minutes. Somebody in the body of Christ talking about the billion flow. Somebody had started saying it. And, and again, it's going to come in, into more reasoning here as we read along. God was saying here that his ways were not Israel's ways because his thoughts were not Israel's thoughts. God did not say that Israel could not rise to his level, but because their thoughts were lower or different, it followed that their ways were not God's ways. I think we can see that. What God wants to do with us, the church, in these last days is something on a much higher level than we have imagined. He wants to take us to the level of billions because that's what he has planned. Those are the number of souls needing to be saved, and he knows it's going to take billions to accomplish what he wants to do. Hence, now that gives us a little bit more light on the billion flow and the million flow. It's his will that none perish, correct? Well, there's many, many, many millions of people throughout the earth and planet that are not yet into the kingdom of God. <clears throat> he says it's going to take billions to accomplish what he wants to do. He wants to plant the seed in our hearts that will grow into thoughts and then into ways that will produce the billion flow in our lives. Again, let me encourage you about it. I know it may sound strange to many people, but God is the one that created everything. And he's saying it's going to take the billion flow to get all these people that he wants to be born again. It's going to take the billion flow to do the ministry. It's going to have to take and bring these people into the kingdom of God. <clears throat> he wants to plant the seed in our hearts that will grow into thoughts and then into ways that will produce the billion flow in our lives. A record-breaking harvest that can only come through the church and can only come by faith. So again, we're not just stipulating on a billion-dollar figure we're talking about the body of Christ. We're talking about the church and what's going to happen and changes that are going to have to happen in our life to be able to become a part of this. I'm talking first about a billion flow in terms of increase in money and in financial wealth because that's the kind of wealth it's going to take to get the mission accomplished. To preach the gospel to all nations so that we can see the billion souls come into the kingdom of God. I believe we are the harvesting generation. And much of the harvest is still in the fields. The souls are not saved, born again, and the wealth of the wicked is still 
in the wrong hands. Uh, and that's, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. But I found it interesting that I had sent for this material a while ago. It came a day before my class. Uh, and I in no way tell you that I'm walking in the billion flow. I'm telling you I believe it is God's purpose and plan for our life. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, period. And we can do a lot. God wants us to do a lot. There's been a lot been going on right here in this church. When I took a walk around the building pass, they did a fantastic job with that painting. Unbelievable. It looks great. And the front looks beautiful. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it does. <laughs> he did the front. And he did some of this right out here also, so. Didn't know it was Picasso over here in the blue shirt, right? So, the painter. <laughs> All right, how are we doing for time? Uh, let me just check my note and make sure we can move on to the next session. Go ahead. Nope. We got time. We got time. Then Latasha. She'll be willing to help us this evening. Now, I did check, and there are some children in the front, right? So that must mean there's some adults there also. So you can divvy up how you want to do it. And mm -hmm. then you're talking about Kenny Copeland. Mm -hmm. So I pulled it up, and they said he, he's worth $850 million. He's only got $150 million to be a billionaire. Wow. I just looked at I was just trying, you know, I was just kind of curious because you said billionaire. And yep. I'm like, Kenny Copeland, and they said his worth was eight five zero, so only a hundred and. Fifty more million than he's going to be a billionaire. Wow, didn't realize that one. That was interesting. You said it right up on things. Yeah. Right up when I did the search. Praise God. Praise God. Well, he's been uh, he's been at it for a long while. He's helped a lot of people. Like I say, he's run. He's underwriting this entire thing, having to do with all the ministers on it with no cost whatsoever. Okay. Now where is that one? Yes, there are, there are some, I mean, yeah, any of the adults here that have children, it'll be the same as before. The adult's going to get theirs, and then you'll, they'll give the money to the adults, and then they will give the money to the children. Okay. So you still have to go up front and do that, then, or somebody would. have to do it that way, then everybody that's got kids here that's up there, yeah. AJ's got his hand up, go get him, hit him on AJ.
Okay, where's my... Speaking of that, I'm glad that you mentioned what you did because I had another little paper here that I wrote out over a week ago, and I think you're going to find this interesting as well. <clears throat> uh, how many have heard of David in the Bible? You should have because we talked about him tonight. <clears throat> David in the Bible made preparation for the Lord's house. A hundred thousand talents of gold. <clears throat> On April April 6th at 4 a.m. in the morning, told you I was up early, the spot gold price at that time was $1,921 per ounce. And David did what? David gave a hundred thousand talents of gold for the building. When I added all that up and multiple, you know, calculated helped tremendously. <clears throat> so, oh, shut up. Well, that's right. It's, it's actually doing what it's supposed to do, so that's okay. A uh, hundred thousand talents of gold in today's standards, and as of that date, how much? Billion. What's that? Billion. Pretty good, but you got up the ante. Okay, so I won't, I won't belabor it. This is the 100,000 talents of gold. $210 billion in today's money as of April 6th at 4 a.m. in the morning on the spot gold price. But he also gave... 100,000 talents of silver. Now, you look this up in the Bible. These are the figures that are in there. He gave 100,000 talents of silver. <clears throat> silver, at same date and time, is going for $24 per ounce. <clears throat> and he gave 100,000 talents of silver. That is 27 billion dollars. This thing's a billion flow? Okay. So, between the gold and the silver, he gave, David gave, 237 billion dollars in our money today. Now that'll give you something to choke on or glory on or Interesting, isn't it? Glory to God. And actually, I believe the situation is David didn't even get the bill that, did he? Solomon. Solomon did. But anyhow. <clears throat> uh, any questions or comments? There'll be a test on Sunday, Pastor Tom passing out tests, so. Go right ahead. Well, let's see if I got the exact word. David made preparation for the Lord's house. So, yes, you get it.
Have what? I can do it. I don't. I don't mind doing it. What'd you say? Oh, okay. Uh, you notice when I did it a minute ago, I did it like this. One because I don't know why, but I'll tell you who it is in it. You already know who it is. <laughs> I mean, she. I had no conversation with her, but I think she knows who it is. The book is by Bill Winston. He's an astounding man of God. He is absolutely walking in this miraculous flow already. Uh, and so it's interesting. It says seeding for the building flow. We were talking about seeds earlier, right? You know, if you want some watermelon, you take some watermelon seed, and then sooner or later there should be a harvest. He's calling this seeding for the billion flow. And I I totally understand it's not going to be for everybody. I totally understand I'm going to have to cooperate with the million flow before I have to be concerned with the billion flow. But God is able. It's his will. And again, if we put it all in context, you can see we're always money hungry. We're always talking about money. No, not always talking about money. But there's purposes in place for it. And God wants us. Like he specifically said in, in the very two and a half pages that I read, it's going to take them kind of finances to bring the multitudes of people that are away from God don't know anything about it. So, And that's, that's part of the purpose. <clears throat> okay. Did you get the answer to your question? Oh, no, I was just saying the name of the book. Yeah. Name of the book is Seeding for the Billion Flow by Brother Bill Winston. Uh, okay, anybody else? When you sow seed, is it just because you want to bless or do you hear from the Lord and do it now? Both. Now, like in a session like this, I purpose, I desire to do that. I, I, sowed, I sowed seed this evening. By the way, they were. What, two or three hundred dollar bills in your envelopes? Did anybody look at their envelopes? Okay, no, maybe not. Maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So. <laughs> you can look at them. Look at what you want. You know what would be really fun? Different amounts for each envelope. Wouldn't that be good fun? Idea. Wouldn't that, that be idea. fun? I tell you what, bring that Sunday. <laughs> there's a there's a clue right on your envelope without even opening it. What's it say? 2022. Well, praise God, it's multiplying already. The billion flows kicking in. No, I did that on purpose. That was my decision, but I mean, I'm the one that came up with that figure. I don't, I don't believe God gave me that figure, so it's something that I chose to do. Uh, and seed time and harvest. Giving. And receiving. So it's all part of his kingdom. All right. I don't need to or want to believe it anymore, but unless you've got a question or a comment, you were well able to listen if you wanted to. But otherwise, go get yourself an ice cream on the way home or something. So. <laughs> and after all, it's the to my team.
us on Facebook and YouTube. So remember to seek first the kingdom of God 